Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of Eberron Gateway to Perdition. Look, we did it. We made it back for a second one. We did the first one, and we're not immediately canceled. Mm-hmm. So we get to do some more episodes. I'm very proud of us. Look, we did it. I'm excited. Why do I hear an echo? Because someone forgot to mute his Twitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> Logging in to look at the chat. And you know, I appreciate it. I like being able to hear myself speak several seconds after I say the thing that I said. It's not at all confusing or disorienting. It's great. Not Thank at you. all. No, your tech is working perfectly fine. Don't good. doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Anyone who was here for the for the pre-show, you heard that unmistakable Roll20 chat beep, which I forgot to turn off. And uh, somebody was testing spells so if you heard a, a whoop during the intro that's what that was uh technical uh issues aside welcome hello everyone uh i'm gonna need to begin by just saying tk you look amazing let's just begin there your hair Thanks. looks great you look super cool thank you uh this is the only use that i have for a um cosmetology license nice (laughs) because i certainly don't do other people's hair for money anymore it's only (laughs) it's only my own hair for my own gratification Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's exactly the same situation for me, but instead of a cosmetology degree, it's eight years spent in advertising. The only thing I advertise now is my nice. ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I try to tell people, like, please don't bleach your hair to white. They're just trying to sell you bleach. Mm-hmm. My hair my hair under this bright red is like a light brown, dark orange. Um, but I know how to fill it to make sure that I get see, like you can see my roots and some mm-hmm. of it is still black because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> I know how to fill it to the point where when it fades, it's going to fade orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you just leave your semi-permanent dye on for three hours <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. You got that vibrancy. So yeah, I just got to know you- how to, how to do it. I have a concern because my hair is very dark and I was thinking yes. about putting, like a silver streak through it and uh, a little, a little rogue esque, or maybe like further down this, mm-hmm. like, and I went and I talked to them and they're like, your hair is too dark. It would definitely have to be something that you would bleach for it. And then we would get there. Yeah. And you'd have that, to lighten it. Is it because of the color as well? Yes. Um, and also because like <laughs> silver is, a color that is more easily manufactured than brought in naturally, if that makes sense. And so most times whenever people do color their hair silver, what they're really doing is coloring it a light blonde and then toning it with a purple because purple will neutralize the yellow tones. So as you are trying to do it, my advice, instead of just jumping in straight, like, Hey, that's, you know, this is what's up. I'm going to bleach my hair until it's like literally pulling off my head, like wet spaghetti noodles, um, or cookie dough. Sometimes we'd call them cookie dough curls where you could like just pull the curls apart and they would just like stretch like wet chewing gum. Um, that's not a good analogy. You don't want that on your head. No, 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 you don't want that. It's, (laughs) it's horrible. There was one woman who, uh, she came to the salon and she always did a cap blonde. Like she did blonde through a cap. Mm. And, um, she was like, I want you to perm my hair. I'm getting it cut anyway. So I don't care how much of it falls off. And like, I was, and my, 
you know, my manager was like, Hey, you have to do it. And I was like, I hate working here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I was pulling like whole rods with hair still on them off of her head in the, is that a normal situation? Like if you work in a, a salon where like a customer will say, I want this thing that is either impossible or a bad idea and you just have to do it. No, um, that, so I worked in a franchise salon. Yeah. Um, where yes, you do have to do it. Uh, unless Ooh. you think that it's like really, really bad for their hair or it's illegal. Um, <laughs> now I want to know about these illegal hair procedures. Uh, like, uh, pardon me. Yeah. Human like blood parasites. is a great tinter. Yeah. Right? Human, human blood. blood um, <laughs> for example, we, uh, cosmetologists in the state of Kentucky are not licensed to, they're not licensed with blood. So they cannot use right. a, a straight razor like barbers can. Yeah. So yeah, anybody yeah. comes in for like a razor shave, we can't do that. But like if you work um, in a tattoo parlor, it's a different license and you'd have yes. to got it. Okay. Yes. Um, but only barbers can work in tattoo par- parlors. Cosmetologists cannot. Right. Okay. Sure. Cause of, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> when you describe barbers, it that way, it doesn't make yeah. sense, but I understand. Yeah. Okay. But barbers can now do color. So mm-hmm. there's kind of, they make more money than us, like way more money. So it's kind of like there's almost no reason mm. to be a cosmetologist. Because right. You just want to become a barber barbers anyway. can do almost everything that cosmetologists can. Um, that being said, I don't get my hair cut from a barber because now that it's long, fair. I don't trust them with yeah, it. Fair. Just because of yeah. the, the yeah, training and of, the style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of barbers don't have very strong scissor work. But now mm-hmm. as we're getting into the newer generations. Yeah it's it's like a whole thing because men tend to like their hair longer or they start to have more um clients with longer hair or women or femmes um and people are getting more into it um but yeah so when you lighten it the first time just lighten it up to like an orange like an orangey warm yellow and then go ahead and put like a deep purple over it okay um and then i love love deep purple yeah put a deep purple (laughs) over it it'll then when your hair fades it'll start to fade it more of a silvery when it's time in about three months when it's time to lighten it again Mm -hmm. use a color remover that is designed for semi-permanent dye do not bleach the color out Mm -hmm. just use use a use a color remover um a couple of times with no developer and then lighten it once and then put another purple over it and you'll have silver in no time. It'll take you like six months probably. So I was going to ask you to send this all in an email and then I realized this is going to be uploaded to YouTube. So I have <laughs> access to this whenever I need it. Thank well, so you. This, yeah. this is the, this is the thing, right? Is that like, I'll put it in the notes. I think that, I think that, that the kinds of things that people are interested in or the, the kinds of things they get up to, whether it's like other work or hobbies or whatever outside of tabletop, they get drawn in. Like I guarantee, I guarantee that if you compared like ignoring all other factors, if you compared my GMing, and TK's GMing, I bet you TK gives better descriptions of hair than I do. Right? Like wow. these kinds right. of things. Like only when only when necessary. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's totally it's totally a thing. You notice this where people it's like they will they will linger on stuff or they'll they'll pay special attention to something because you can tell that they are interested in it outside that space or they have some like some expertise. Right? Like yeah, if you're I playing do. a game with somebody who's an actual uh, musician that plays a bard, they'll be like, yeah, like I play like a couple of minor chords and then I do like a, a major fifth. And you're like, no one else at the table knows what you're talking about, but that sounds very yeah. cool. So, 
Yeah, that's really interesting to open up with minor chords and then into. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know like, what that why means. Why would you? I I want to know the 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 reason that you would resolve it like that. Like, <laughs> are you trying to? Not. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy, but then like a major fifth, like it's typically like a hopeful sound. So mm-hmm. it's like you're going in like Phantom of the Opera, and then you get into like. Yeah. And that, that kind of stuff, like people, people ask me all the time, like, Oh, how can I be like a better game master, better dungeon master? Like, what should I do? What book should I read or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know, just be an interesting person. Like just go out into the world and like care about stuff and like do art. And like, I don't know, like just because it'll just make you better, like find something else that you like doing and become a well-rounded person and then just use that in your game. DM advice, be an interesting person. Yeah. Don't be a big, don't be a boring normo yeah like it's true though like if you're wondering where all my like hip 60s lingo comes from it's from (laughs) doing comedy with seniors and learning yeah yeah no really like uh, like learning music from that age to like interact and connect with them like yeah like nat king cole uh like really like a lot of those old sounds uh they come out and now you get Rook Slate who <laughs> enjoys his time, listens to some smooth and sometimes crazy jazz. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is that like it's it's like little things you don't really you don't really think about, but when your brain goes somewhere to find inspiration, it, you're gonna go looking for all the other stuff in your life. And if all you do is play role playing games, then it's just a recursive loop. You can't draw from outside. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas, yeah, whereas otherwise, if you have other stuff going on, you're like, okay, well, I can grab from this other thing. It's the same identity crisis because I went to a somewhat theater school uh, for college. It's the same crisis that every first day freshman had Mm. where they came from high school being the theater kid. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And and everyone was like, well, I'm the theater kid. (laughs) If you're the theater kid, who am I? Yeah. (laughs) out the identity and it's amazing how people have like sometimes nothing left well that's i mean i think that's that's a big identity crisis that like a lot of tabletop is having i think where because there are so many more people playing tabletop rpgs there are people who are like wait a second dnd was my thing that's the thing that i did and now anyone can do it and i feel threatened and weird and it's like it's okay just you need to be interesting go find other things to care about bless Read uh, other books. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Unfaithful. Go be a comedian. Learn how to dye hair. Be in a band. Yeah. Be cool. It's that's how. Those that's are the only you things do. you can do. Though. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Don't branch out too far. <laughs> yeah, actually, don't do any of those things. Those are our things. You can't have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find something can't. else. Go become an archaeologist or something. You, yeah, you can't do Dungeons and Dragons. And hair and makeup. <laughs> You're not allowed. There are there are very set number of us in the D D community <laughs> that do that. And honestly, it's probably a few too many. Yeah. Well, I love I love it. I love like learning about people through and I, I don't know if this is anybody else's experience, but for me, like playing role playing games with people is a really nice way for me to like get to know them in a constrained environment that doesn't feel like uncomfortable or awkward. Where like if I play games with people long enough, eventually I'm like, see, I've come to learn things about you through the games that we've played. And through through these pre-show conversations where we get to just kind of shoot the shit and like warm up. And it's really cool watching that stuff appear either in or out of character, right? Learning about somebody and being like, Oh, you're talking about this because you know about this thing. Cause you mentioned it the other day and now you're bringing in the like 
these things that you know. It's very cool. Maybe it's all I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe and that's, Delilah's based off of those mean old ladies that would come in before church. Well, so so this is the thing, right? Is that I think a, a lot of people like f- bring in stuff from their real life. Like I remember watching um, Nadja, a friend of mine, uh, GMing D and D, and she was uh, she was playing. Uh, she was she was running a, an encounter, and she was describing a hag and like how the hag acted and stuff. And I was like. I had never seen someone play a, a character like that before. And I asked her afterwards and she was like, this is my mom. Like I was just, yeah. I'm just doing my mom. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't read that because I am white and you are a black person <laughs> and your like your mom is very different from my mom. And after I, after I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, like I get it. You're just, you're bringing in people from your life and the people that were around you as a kid are very different from the people that are around me. And so of course your DMing is totally different as a result. It's very cool. It's really cool seeing those little bits of, uh, of personality come through uh, when people make characters and, and play games like that. It's like it's my favorite thing with like with comedy or I think any art is that if you're only consuming one thing, you end up being derivative of that. And that like one and not to say that it, there's not good thing. Like it is good to watch your own art if you're like trying to make that art. But like. I don't know, go to a museum, like, like go out and yeah. like, like consume like other things that are like interesting to you. Cause it's all, it's all one muscle that's just working. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and the more, the more experiences you have, the more stuff that you see, the easier you have to, the more you have to draw on. Right. So yeah. instead of being like, I have to imagine what a mountain looks like, you can think about a mountain you actually saw, or you can think about a painting of a mountain and just describe that. Right. It's much easier having a frame of reference. Absolutely. Watch a lot of Bob Ross. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like whatever, whatever works for you. He's a blessing or who was. There is this, um, this improv, like short, like mini doc thing called trust us. This is all made up. Does anybody know what that is? No, no, but I love it. That sounds cool. You're speaking right to me now. (laughs) (laughs) Sell it, Um, William. Sell it. It's David. Pasquazi and TJ something. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Pasquazi. TJ, TJ awesome. and Dave. They're uh, TJ and Dave, yeah. They're the Sonic duo on all the yeah. Sonic commercials. Yeah. Well, also. no, I, I, the only one of them is in it. Um, okay. The other one is someone else, and you would think it was the two of them, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. But they, um, yeah, but they're they're an improv partners, like duo partners, and they mm-hmm. do um two person improv, and they have this documentary called Trust Us. This is all made up, where it like goes through their day of like how they prepare to do a show because they don't do them like super often because they're both pretty busy. But they're um, they, it goes it goes through that. They have a book as well that I can't remember what it's called right now, but I read it in college, and the opening for it was just like this long quote from I think Dave uh, who basically said like summed up a lot of what y'all are talking about right now which was like they they said uh, they get asked all the time like how do you become a good improviser and their response is always like uh, like fall in love get your heart broken ride a bicycle like that kind of thing like go, go out and like actually experience things so that you can bring them on stage mm-hmm. instead of just like doing like you can drill improv exercises and stuff like that and that yeah. to like help internalize those sort of things and like make it habitual but um the things that are actually going to make your improv or your your artwork or anything um engaging and interesting and personal are the things that you do outside of all of the exercises and all of that work so it's uh, it's like exactly like what you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, and so trust us, uh, it's all made up. 
is the name. Trust of us, this is all made up. This is all made up. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that this is also on YouTube. I will find it and I will <laughs> have this access. I because uh, TJ and Dave are are like kind of treated, especially here in Chicago, as like if you're gonna see two person improv, that's the best duo to see it because they've mm. also been doing it for so long. Like there are other like le- like they are Chicago improv legends. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. That's the whole sentence. They're very. They're. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. yeah they're legend i mean i'm from minnesota and they were the in the improv scene there they're also like pretty legendary so wow it's really interesting seeing people because i think i think improv is a uh, it's like a pretty common place for people who are getting into tabletop to draw from like a lot of people will be like, you know, like read about improv or learn some improv. And there are some, there are some differences, but there's a lot that it can teach you about like just engaging with a narrative and just accepting, like, like being, not being skeptical, being like, yep, this is what's happening. I'm going to, I'm going to be in it and do the thing. Um, more than any of the other practices, it's that like open-mindedness that I like about playing with people who have improv backgrounds where you can do a thing and they're just like, yep, we're going to make this happen. Right. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go along with you on this ride. And that's really cool. It's neat seeing that. Yeah. 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 So there you go. I guess that's, I guess that's the lesson. If you want to be good at role-playing games, go, go find hobbies, go watch, go watch movies, go to the theater, take an improv class. It'll, it'll help. But not in Chicago. I don't you dare move to my city. (laughs) I'm already, I'm running shop here. All right. There's already three of you up there. There are so many tabletop people in Chicago. It's like, I'm moving out of Kentucky, so Kentucky's about to be wide open, y'all. <laughs> yeah, get on my brand. We just voted out, Bevan. <laughs> Things are going great. You're selling it really well. <laughs> yeah. Two, I'm leaving, two, but you should come. Yeah, two businesses that are like on the main thoroughfare just closed on the same day yesterday, completely unrelated. You're just you're describing you're describing the the tabletop scene like like it's a game of Vampire the Masquerade. Like if you come to yeah. Kentucky, you have to go before the Prince of Tabletop and bend the knee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. It's awesome. Um, we are number three for welfare states in the U.S. So not the worst. Uh, yeah, totally move here. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Improv and the State of Kentucky. State of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's had a uh, a tourism board sponsorship uh, yet. So you know, go ahead and just reach out to the yeah. State of well, Kentucky I mean, Tourism Board. Yeah, the the plane of Eberron is sponsoring us. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, Kentucky very much like Eberron in that when you. <laughs> move from one place in Kentucky the to another place in Kentucky the laws completely change it's great that's what a commonwealth is like I like it it's good that's nice <laughs> finding analogies between Eberron and Kentucky uh Dominic that is untrue the chicken is passing at best <laughs> yeah Nashville despite has better chicken despite what you might think um, now contractually you have to mention Kentucky Three more times in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm saving it. Yeah, you Please gotta spread it out. Talk about a yeah. movie that's not gonna come to my theaters. <laughs> then we'll Kentucky, see. where you can live happily without being bothered by such things as new releases. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? Especially if there's a brown lead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when those new movies come to town. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's let's play some Dungeons and Dragons, shall we? 
I know, I know that uh, imagining the fantasy kingdom of Kentucky is cool and everything, but uh, Eberron awaits. Everything's so, probably cool when you move up. You live on the moon <laughs> or Canada. <laughs> yes, Canada and the moon are the same thing. Um, little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I updated a few things about everybody's character sheets. So um, Bruno, your character sheet should now reflect your new stronger uh, bonus knuckle dusters. I think I got the damage die correct. I also yes. updated your crit range and gave you that feat you were looking for. Um, and then Delilah, you have a weapon attack now for your um, your gun, your little 2d8 pew, force pew, blaster. Pew, pew, pew. Um, Vic, did you pick the ritual spells you want? Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't. Did. I couldn't find the part in the VOD where I assigned them to, so it doesn't matter. You can just pick them. Which ones did you take? I picked Detect Magic and Unseen Servant. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Both excellent choices. Good stuff. Um, and I think... Oh, uh, also for Delilah, you have uh, Wizard um, uh, Initiate, right? Do, yes. Did you add spells or do I need to? I didn't that? add spells for you. No, I wanted to give cool. you... I'm let you pick that uh, up. How do I do that? Um, I think that you can drag and drop the spell from the compendium just yeah. onto your character sheet. Oh, hecky. So if you have your, so if you have your character sheet open but not popped out and then you search the compendium for the name of a spell, you should be able to drag and drop it. It'll when you pick it up from the compendium, your character sheet will say accepting drop from the compendium. If oh, you can, Cheeto. if you can drag and drop that. it, you should be okay, able to. Okay, so two cantrips and one first level. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Cheeto, Cheeto. Yeah. It's so convenient. God God knows all you needed was more spells uh, to be able to choose from. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, fair, fair. More spells. You think I'm going to use guidance? Yeah, I'm actually. So I'm yeah. I'm playing in a I'm playing in a one shot uh, this weekend, and I think I'm going to play in uh, an artificer artificer. Uh, and so you making Delilah was my like warm up. I understand now. I'm gonna, I'm also making an artillerist. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I'm, I was jealous of your your thunder waving and your shooting things with your magic oh, gun. Oh hecky yeah! <laughs> what I do acid arrow? What the hecky? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see if I let me see if I can do that. Actually, I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm going to mute myself while I pick <laughs> spells. Okay. Yeah. So take a look at your spells. So uh, I think when we when we begin when we begin this episode, the last time at the end of the last one, we saw the group of you. You were in Rook's office. Uh, Delilah and Vic had just arrived from the train station, and uh, you were all here to discuss what is to be done. Uh, what is to be done about the Night Street gang, uh, who are uh, your mutual enemies? Now, some of you are old friends. Some of you uh, only barely know each other, uh, mostly by reputation. But you all have uh, you have the baby and his uh, his halfling gangsters uh, to blame for your your sad, sore, mis, uh, misbegotten circumstances. Uh, and so I think you've all you've all got together at Rook's office to kind of talk about like what are we going to do about this. And uh, the door to your office uh, bursts open. And now this isn't uh, this is maybe a surprise to three of the four of you. um, But one of you has uh, a contact. You have a, a snitch or a rat or however else you want to put it in the in the Night Street gang. Uh, Which which of you uh, which of you has this informant? Whose informant is this? I'm going to leave it up to you. I don't it doesn't matter to me. It could be Bruno's. Yeah, it's an old friend of old friend of Bruno's. Okay, that might make the most sense. Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. So let me. So the informant. Uh, okay, and so how how do you know how do you know this person? Like what? 
uh, role? Because you were you were like basically you weren't in the gang, I don't think, but you certainly worked for them. Uh, how did you get to know this person? Um, I, we were all uh, sparring buddies. Ah, okay, cool. Um, all right. Do you have any other any other like details about this person that you think uh, are are salient? Like they obviously they owe you a favor and you've called it in. They're they're here to to bring you some information about the gang. Um, but are they like? Do you think is this person in pretty deep with the Night Street Gang or like why why did the why do they turn rat? Why are they snitching for for you? Uh, I, uh, I, I certainly protected them for, from some, I think they owed someone money and I, at, a while ago and at some point while I was still in like the, the heat of my career, I, mm. uh, I was, uh, strong arming people into leaving them alone. So. Right. So they, they owed money outside of the gang and you helped them deal with that problem. Mm hmm. Okay. Probably owed money in a way that would get them in trouble with their gang. Yeah, like, right. Like if you need money, you should come to us. And now you've you've like co- you've made the you've made a weakness in our organization by like going outside of it. Okay. So they had to keep they had to keep that secret. So you have that secret too, like that that you know that they did this thing. And okay, all right. Um, let me let me find let me get a get my random name generator. Let's give this person a name. Uh, I'm gonna call. Actually, you know what? I have a good name for them. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him Sully. Mm-hmm. So he's, mm. his name is Sully, uh, and he is, he's a human and he stayed in the gang, um, but has been, uh, I think maybe like looking for a way to get out. Um, so is this, is this you, is Sully's help you, um, calling on a favor to like even the odds or is it like you help me and I'll help get you out of the gang, Sully? Uh, I, I'm not going to help Sully get out of the game. Yeah. So this is Sully paying you back. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So I imagine Sully as like the kind of like, he's kind of like a, like a dumpy kind of dude. He's, he's well past whatever his prime as a gangster was. Uh, when he comes in, he is he's soaking wet. Uh, he probably doesn't even own like a proper umbrella. His, uh, he's got his hat in his hands. Uh, and he's, you know, his quickly thinning hair is all like pasted down on his face. Uh, and he's kind of like wiping it out of his eyes. As he comes in, uh, he's got a pair of glasses uh, on the, the end of his nose that are all fogged up uh, from the, the condensation. Um, but under one arm, uh, he is carrying a uh, he's carrying a, a, a package of some kind. Uh, and Rook, he the door opens to your office and you see this this sodden man. Uh, do, you, do you say anything to him? Like, are you because it's your office? Uh, you right. see the stranger come in. Hey, daddy. Oh, this is a private meeting. You can take a number at the back. Uh, Bruno will put a put a hand up uh, towards Rook uh, and be like, uh, "No, don't, this is um, this is an informant of mine. He's uh, he's in the gang. It's it's good. Uh, uh, okay, hold on, really quick. Were you following me or something to find out that I was at Rook's office? Like, what's what's going on here?" And when you when you say that when you're like informant, he he nervously like shifts back and forth. One of his shoes has water in it, and so it squeaks slightly when he when he steps. Uh, and he uh, and he says, "Ah, uh, uh, but Bruno, but why informant's such a strong word? I can't can't we just say we're 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 old pals? I mean, it's go, true, go isn't point, it? Point. No, this is my rat. Ah, guy, you know I don't like that word, Bruno. I uh, you're making me nervous. Uh snitch. 
<laughs> it's it's not getting better. Uh, listen, I um, and he 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 leans back and he he pulls um, he pulls the door closed. Uh, he turns around, pulls the door closed, and uh, and he says um. I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. This is the kind of person voted most likely to secretly be a were rat. Um, so he, he pulls the door. He pulls the door shut, and uh, and he, he he says now, sort of to the group of you, he says, um, "No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't following you, Bruno. It's just, you, you know, I I, I hear things, and uh, I heard uh, I heard that uh, Delilah DeCanth was back in town, and he turns to you, Delilah, and he gives you like a little a little bow, and he's like." lady excuse me uh, s- sorry like you're not you're not sure what he's apologizing for exactly but he's being very deferential um and he turns back and he says uh so y- y- you know i uh i i asked around and uh one of, one of my boys said that uh you, there was a some kind of a a meeting going down uh, here at rooks so i um i thought i'd, I'd stop by I, I i brought you something and he he holds out this this packet it's wrapped in uh slightly sodden like paper now I'll I'll grab it from okay. him. Okay. So yeah, you take it. It's like fairly heavy. Um, it's maybe it's like squarish, maybe like a foot and a half to a side. You know, maybe three or four inches thick. Um, yeah, it's got some heft to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he hands it over. Um, and he uh, he says, um, "I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna need that back uh, when you're done uh, lo- looking at it. Um, I, I got to get it back before they realize it's gone." Um, I just figured uh, if if Delilah was back and 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 everybody was getting together, I, this was a meeting I didn't want to miss. Uh, on on account of what we talked about before, Bruno, uh, about me owing you and everything, I, I wanted to see if I could square that away. Uh, the the wife's been bothering me about it, and and I I've been I've been losing sleep at night. You know, I I got I got to take care of my kids, and I, okay, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know. We and know. he he kind of is just like so. You know, I hope this is enough to. You know, like he's he's very. There's a lot of hand wringing and kind of looking at the floor, and yeah. Can I have walked behind him and shut the door throughout this entire interaction? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So you're now standing standing behind him. Mm-hmm. In between him and the door, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he looks at you and he says, uh, nice um nice office you got here, uh, Mr. Slade. It's a pretty nice digs, but you're tracking mud all over it. Ah, uh, Chucks. I'm 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 sorry, Mr. Slade. I I, I could just wait outside if if, it's if not this guy wanted shoes. It kind of looks you like I don't. I'm sorry. It was it was raining outside. I I don't. Uh, I had to walk all the way over here from from the apartment. I. And kind of, all right, calm down. Uh, and Bruno uh, is going to unwrap whatever this is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you you undo the string and take the the paper off. Uh, it's a like a it's a book. First of all, a, like a ledger of some kind. Maybe um, it's not. It's it's laid out in a different format. So when you open it, you see all these like lines and um, what to you at a glance look like scribbles, basically. Um, but it's clear this is a record of of some kind. Um, but I, I don't think necessarily you've ever seen anything like it before. Uh, hey. This look like anything to anybody. Huh. Can I do an insight check on it? Um yeah, it would or- be it'd be investigation, uh, okay. I think. Uh yeah. if you wanna if you wanna examine it. 
Nice. Excellent. Living up to your name, investigation unit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you get a 21. Um, so so you, Rook, it'll take you a second. You you sit yeah. down at your desk and start kind of going through it. So while that's happening. Uh, Analyzing every page ref length through it. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Delilah, you notice that Sully is, and I think Vic, you noticed too, uh, Sully is staring at you. He's trying to make it seem like he's not, but he definitely is. I am sort of moving between their line of sight. I sort of interrupt it Um, just casually, very casual like, and I'm just, I'm just like empty, just stare. I kind of like to imagine this is, I have no idea whether or not it's canon. I uh, <laughs> love talking about that in the D&D world, but I think it's really cool. Like changing, it's just like, don't have pupils at all when they're in mm-hmm. sort of like their natural state. So just sort of just like empty, just like, <laughs> yeah, it would be very unnerving, right? Empty eye sockets. I love it. And that's and that's part of the thing is that is that changelings like you you adapt other people's forms to make them more comfortable like interacting with you too. Because yeah, I think you're right. I think there's something kind of creepy about uh natural form changeling. Uh and so yeah, you you do that, you're that you're that that gif right where you lean into frame like Stop it. Stop looking at her. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Delilah just like doesn't register it at all. Like, yes, they notice that he is staring, but everyone stares at me and will sort of tap their cigarette holder against the ashtray again. Take a long drag. Yeah. Vic, are you trying to are you trying to intimidate Sully? Yes. Would you like to roll? Yes. I'm so. Oh my god, my intimidation score is insane. <laughs> I'm scared of this. My my tiny enforcer. One of my one of my favorite I, things about playing games with pregens is watching people discover their character. Be like, oh yeah. Wait a second. I'm amazing. <laughs> this is someone who actually knows how to do ability scores. Like, wait, there are no negatives. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> big wind up. Big wind up. One. Right across the plate. <laughs> Just straight across the plate. For those of you listening uh, to the podcast version of this episode, Katie May rolled a big old one. That plus six isn't going to do you any good today, Vic. So it tracks across across universes. It's still Yeah, tracks. exactly. <laughs> so Vic, uh, reminder Vic, that we are a comedy podcast. <laughs> so Vic, the thing the thing is is that as you lean in to try to intimidate uh Sully, um that that changeling neutrality uh it, it impedes you getting your point across right where instead of being intimidating you're just alien and confusing uh and and sully like he looks kind of looks at you you get into his frame of view and he, he like looks down and he tries to change the subject so he turns to to rook who's obviously in the middle of reading something uh and he uh, he's like uh mrs mr slade you 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 mind if i smoke in here is that and while no, he's like the yeah, like while he's talking trash. to you, he's he's digging through his pockets looking for his cigarettes. Uh, could I like re- automatically respond while he's doing it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've i really like, this. He's a member of the Shark Street Gang. He is. The, yes. Yes. Currently, Sully part is, of the yeah. reason part of the reason why I'm no longer a police officer is because of. People, people like Sully. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, is he Shark Street or Night Street? Wait, he's, a, Sorry, he's part of the Night Street gang. Yep. Night Street. Okay. Gang. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so Rook's like, 
Like the trash, Sully, that you are, you can smoke outside. <laughs> so when you say that, we the, the camera pans over to him, and he's managed to fish his cigarettes out, but they're all soaked. Like, he opens his cigarette, his dented cigarette case, and water drips out of it onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he looks at you, he's like, uh, don't, 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 don't worry about it, Mr. Slade. And he closes the cigarette case and tucks it back into his pocket. Um... And uh, you you get the impression, looking at Sully at a glance, that based on his his behavior, even were it not raining outside, he would probably still be just about as damp. Uh, he just seems like a damp guy. Uh, and so, yeah, he just looks back at you and looks at the floor like, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, so Rook with that, that 21, uh, it's clear to you uh, very quickly that this is, uh, this is a ledger, uh, of some kind. It is recording the coming and going of, uh, gold pieces. Uh, now much of it is in, is in code, but you can pick up, uh, several, um, like several patterns. You can see that there is money moving around, uh, from, uh, from several businesses, and it looks to you uh, at, a, at a glance using your investigative skills that Sully has brought you a lead on basically three opportunities to, uh, to go after the Night Street gang. It looks like they have three, three businesses right now that if you were to go after any one of them, uh, it would be a, a fairly serious blow to the gang. So, uh, from what you can see, it looks like the Night Street gang has, uh, purchased and operating and is operating, uh, they have their vault, uh, it's an old library, uh, they, they took as part of their turf grab and it's pretty heavily, uh, it's pretty heavily guarded, um, but that's where most of the money goes, right? You're watching it go from these other businesses and end up at this this library location. There are a lot of drops that are checked off, right? So it looks like that's where the Knights Are Gang is keeping their money in this like library vault, right? Um, you also uh, you also see that it looks like they're operating an unlicensed arcane workshop. So a lot of the money coming in is from illicit magic items, uh, selling like I don't know male enhancement potions. Um, like, you know, they, they've, they've employed the, the practices of the Archmage Cialis. Um, they have, so they have this illegal, um, arcane it's workshop. the enlarged spell. It is. Yeah. Yes. It's a very specific <laughs> version of the enlarged spell available in potion form. Um, and so they have this essentially, yeah, this, this illegal magic items racket that they're doing. So there's a, a workshop, uh, where they're doing that. Uh, and then lastly, uh, they own, they own a nightclub. Uh, they own, they own a, uh, they own a, a small, I was going to, I was going to say it's a small nightclub, but they're halflings. So of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they own a nightclub, uh, that they have recently reopened under a new name called the polished pram. Uh, oh. and <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this is, uh, this is a, a business that has recently come under their, uh, their care. And it seems to be that that's where they do a lot of their like money laundering. Like it's supposed to be like a legitimate, uh, business. Uh, so they have this, this club, uh, and they're all, they're all within the neighborhood, uh, that you are currently in. They're all in the night street neighborhood. And, uh, they all seem like they would be equally good opportunities to, to take a shot at the gang. And so we see you kind of absorbing this information. When you look up, Sully says, but not to you, to Bruno. Sully says, uh, so, uh, did I, did I do good? I know that book's real important and, uh, I gotta, I gotta be getting it back, but, um, it's good, right? It's helpful. I don't know, Rook. (sighs) 
it pains me to say it, but Sully, you did great. This is this is wonderful. Uh, and I relay all the information back mm-hmm. uh, to everyone about like the three sort of spots. And then Rook takes like is like sort of analytical when describing the library and describing uh, the magic, like the the arcane workshop. Then mm-hmm. getting to a nightclub happens, and like his voice shifts, and you know, I bet there'd be a live band that's really kicking it. So I, I, I'll be honest. Let's hit it up first, and then have a <laughs> grand old leap. For those for those of you who are watching at home, if you'd like to start placing bets as to whether the PCs will be dressing up as a jazz band or the janitors <laughs> of the club, <laughs> text janitor to five 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 six. Calling us predictable. Uh, <laughs> How dare um, you? Uh, Delilah yeah. would not be caught dead in a jumpsuit. <laughs> no, you've been wearing one How for like what twenty years in the past. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, neon orange is Delilah's color. <laughs> okay, okay. I got um, you. Yeah, that so Bruno cure your wounds again. Yeah, Bruno, Bruno uh, is gonna is gonna like go up to Sully, like mm-hmm. a little a little intimidatingly. Um mm-hmm. and, and just be like, Okay, no. Um I do have a couple of questions before we let you go and, and leave with the with this book or whatever you, you gave us. Um my first question is, so you have a snitch for your snitch self that told you about this meeting. Um, lucky you that Delilah and us were all here. I do have a question, though. So do other people know that Delilah and us are having this meeting? And he he, he nods uh, nervously and he, he says, uh, ah, you, you know, old, old Sully's not the best connected guy in the neighborhood. So so if I know about it, it's it's a pretty good bet. The baby knows about it, too. Uh, I know I know he was he was uh, keeping tabs on on uh, uh, Mr. Kenneth's coming out of prison and everything. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good you you think you think we're in danger, Bruno? Uh, Cause I, I I can't be in danger, Bruno. I I got a wife and kids. You you know you, you little 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 Sarah's. She's almost four years old now. Uh, hey, you, when you came here, you looked like in a in a hurry. You were just running around. Did you did you think to maybe like be a little inconspicuous about getting over here? Or did you just show up? Oh, you you don't you know you know me, Bruno. Inconspicuous is my middle name. Uh, okay. He he definitely didn't. He definitely just <laughs> came straight here without thinking about any of that. Wait, is that a, wait, is that a lie? Insight to give yeah, a shit about this guy's you kids. you don't even need to make an insight check. The DC on this insight check would be so low that everyone in the room can immediately tell, except for maybe Vic, who just based on the, the way you roll dice, might you might flub it. But I'm not going like, to make anybody roll. I'm just so yeah. It's clear that he he had no idea. He just wanted to get here and the only thing that really matters to Sully right now is getting out from under your thumb Bruno and then maybe getting in good if there's going to be a power shift and Delilah DeCaneth is going to take over the neighborhood he wants to make sure he's on that team instead of one of the casualties of of whatever is to come mm-hmm. all right well I'll go I'll go back and I'll I'll grab the ledger from Rook if Rook is cool with that yeah yeah and I and I bring it back over to Sully and uh, I just hand it back to him and say, uh, and yeah, take this back. Um, make sure that 
there isn't like a trail back to us as easy as possible. And you know what? You did really good. So you did really good. I, I think, uh, I think honestly, like that's repaid. Don't worry about it at all anymore. I uh, really appreciate it. And in fact, when, uh, when things go south in a certain direction for a certain group of people, I could maybe think about, you know, getting you somewhere if you want. And he, uh, yeah, he, he nods, uh, and he, uh, and he, he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I just wanted to make, I just wanted to make good, uh, Bruno. I, you know, I, I know I owe you from before. I, I thought this might help. And, and you know, uh, if, if, if there's any room in, in your, your organization, uh, lady DeCaneth, I, it would be my, my blessing and honor to, uh, to assist you. I, I'm a very hardworking individual. Uh, just, just ask anybody. And he like looks at Bruno like, Huh? Right? Like, tell her. <laughs> okay, Delilah, get out of here. Yeah, Delilah looks at him before he goes and then looks to Vic and says, I unsheath my blade. Vic, <laughs> uh, Vic is such my... a fucking gremlin. Like, <laughs> I just imagine, like, like, everyone is having a conversation and then we turn to Vic and Vic is just like holding a knife, like, what's going on? Who wants uh, to get stabbed? Katie and I decided to change characters for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. Delilah will look at Vic and say, Vic, will you please make a uh, note in my red book? Yes, I shall. Is there an actual red book? I need to yes. know. Okay, thank you. Yeah, oh the my- red book is for uh, people to be eliminated later. Yeah. Yeah, how large is it? How big is this book? How large are it's we talking? Small. It's like a, you know, it's like a little address book. Is there yeah. a lot on the cover or is it just out in the open? Is it like a little diary that you have to unlock? Yeah, it'd be key? like a little diary. You have the key. I have, uh, I wear it around my neck on a neck. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that this is my, my burn book. Uh, Delilah can't have anybody who has any loyalty to anyone but them. <laughs> someday though, someday Vic will open the book and find a page that says Vic is an ugly biatch and do not trust them. <laughs> it's, it's on like page one and Vic's like, I'm on the first page. <laughs> I've made it. Orbital um, starts to play. We get a crane shot out. It's all very tragic. It'll be so good. It'll be so good. Yes, I make a very dramatic unlocking of the pulling the thing from around my neck and unlocking the book. And then I guess now I have a quill behind my ear. That's just something that's been here this whole time. Sure. And then good. I, and then I just, or maybe the, the key, like the little handle pops open and it's a pen. Wow. I like it. What right, well, because you're you make you make gadgets. That's your thing, right? Like, yes, mostly your gadgets are yeah. meant to kill people and blow stuff up. But like, like yeah. making making weird objects into other objects is totally like a a thing that I imagine artificers do just for fun. Well, and I like to think that Delilah's like front business was like a Claire's. Yeah. Where it's just like for your diary <laughs> and things like that. Where it's like, no, you know, just, no, like just very like Martha Stewart. Where I'm it's just like, imagining Delilah's enemies being dragged in and being forced to get their ears pierced with a gun. And they're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Delilah. And you're like, give him the gun. And they're just like, no. <laughs> a little heart shaped stud in their ear. Yes. <laughs> yes. Accepted. Accept the zinc alloy. So, uh, so Sully, uh, uh, no, he knows when it's time you give him the book back right now that you've, you've absorbed it into your memory, uh, Rook. So you hand it, you hand it to, um, to Sully and he, he wraps it back up under his sodden coat, uh, pressed up against his sweaty side. And he, uh, he says to you before he goes, Bruno, he, he like, you know, uh, he looks at you and he says, um, 
Uh, yeah, the, um, the, the wife wanted me to ask if you were going to be coming to dinner for Baker's night next week. Uh, she's gonna, she's gonna buy a cake. It's, it's going to be a a whole thing. Uh, Oh yeah, no. Yeah, of course. Of course I'll be there. And he, he he nods. He says, great, great. She's gonna, she's gonna be so happy. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let her know. Uh, Mr. Slade, uh, sorry about the, the, the puddle. Uh, I'm, (laughs) Lady DeCanneth, I, I I'm gonna go. Uh, and he 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 turns around, uh, and you're still standing in his way, right, Rook? So he turns around like I, I'm gonna go. Uh, do you get out of the way or? You... I open the door for him. Okay, all right. Saying nothing, but like also just like I think at this mode, it, like Rook not talking is creepier than him <laughs> talking too much. Yeah. Because then it's just a moment of like truly, and that like analyzing his entire matter because at this point uh he's deciding not to just kill vic uh, or sully yeah Yeah, not to just kill sully sorry i was uh, for a moment i thought vic was gonna have a competing lackey off and i was (laughs) (laughs) ready at a moment's Uh, notice (laughs) no but yeah just just silently opens the door and then uh shuts it behind them Mm-hmm. Okay. As soon as Sully is like out of the room, I do want to turn to everyone else and be like, "We're gonna kill that snitch, right? Like that's the plan." <laughs> oh, I, I'm so glad you said something. <laughs> oh, weird to announce it, but yes, that oh, that turkey's about to get roasted. <laughs> this is the this is the part where somebody just pushes an envelope out the window and we hear a crash <laughs> and a scream. <laughs> and then Sully's like, "Wow, like that was a close call." <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> Bruce going to be bringing a casserole to Baker's Day for the funeral. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that these characters are are much better like bad guys than our other actual bad guy mm-hmm, characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's noir, baby. There are no good guys. That's right. So gray. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so Sully has Sully has scrambled away into the night, but like obviously Bruno, you know where he lives, and uh, and you know there's lots of Bruno is a man who is is much closer to being dead than he thinks at any given moment, so it's not too hard to imagine a situation where you could push him over the edge to there. But for now. Uh, he has escaped this interaction with his life and he's thinking like, you know, things are coming up, coming up Sully, right? Like he's, he's made good on his, his debt to Bruno. He's, he's, he's made, he, he thinks he made a good impression on, uh, on the lady to Kenneth. Uh, things are, things are turn over a new leaf for this guy, but he's still a snitch. He's still a rat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so Rook, you've you've shared with everybody this this information that there are there are these sort of three uh, three opportunities to uh, to go after the gang. Um, what do you think? Where which which one sounds like a, a good priority? I as Masood, I think probably uh, the the vault at the library would be the biggest hit for them probably right like yeah and and taking a taking a step back from like a campaign perspective whichever one you pick will be like interesting and and fun and significant it's not like you're gonna get there and i'll be like cool well nothing's really going on Mm -hmm. so i wanted to give you the opportunity to pick kind of where you want to show down with the gang but yeah it's like tonally they'll be very different right like the it's like do you do you bust up their their drug warehouse do you hit them at their vault or do you go to the nightclub and have a big john wick style nightclub shootout with you know with the gang right so it's basically just like whatever scene y'all want to do those are the kind of the three main uh businesses that they have going on right now 
Mm-hmm. Well, I am leaning defer- toward nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will always defer to what Delilah chooses. But I do say I think nothing would be more sublime than having Delilah announce their return at a club on this eve. I mean, I, I if I'm being honest, um, I don't feel like I'm going to be really comfortable wherever we go. Um, I haven't stepped foot in a library in a really long time. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, as far as a nightclub is concerned, um, I don't go there too many people, too many faces. Uh, but, but if, uh, everybody else wants to do something there, uh, um, I guess I could put on a a hat. I don't know. Well, and God, imagine like Bruno, you, you have this like long history of, of like late nights in celebration out at these exact kinds of clubs, right? Surrounded by beautiful people and expensive champagne, listening to the best music in the company of uh, an up and coming gang. And like, you're their star fighter. And now that, that life is behind you. Right. So yeah, yeah. I can't even go out anymore. Yeah. 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 You have to hide your face. Yep. It, if we go tomorrow night, Sank Frenata will be playing, and it's going to be a <laughs> real happening time. Mm-hmm. Hey, is me is me and Dotton going to be there too? Oh no, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, Dino Martino actually will be around. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Dino Martino is that he's an actual dinosaur. Yeah, because um, it's Eberron. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Like all of these names work for like crooner names. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think the entire uh, the entire pat rack is going to be there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but I also love it. Uh, yeah, Delilah will slowly stand. And I like to think that Delilah is rather uh, tall for their age, um, which is rather advanced. Um, probably mm, probably uh, 6'1" and uh straight shouldered wearing of course their their pinstriped glittery suit and (laughs) just sort of like kicks their chin up a little i suppose i could stand to be seen in public (laughs) vic you must go shopping (laughs) (laughs) debut tonight I spent the rest of my money before you came back on a whole new wardrobe that I thought would be suitable for the times for you since you've been gone. (laughs) All of my money, the last of it, completely in the most beautiful wardrobe you've ever seen. Fantastic. And Delilah is going to look at Rook and Bruno. Is this what you're wearing? I mean, is it it bad? What? (laughs) I was thinking this in a hat. Is that not good? What is Bruno wearing? I'm, it, is it the same as the train? Yeah, well, it's the same as the train, except the coat isn't um, torn up at all. Oh, and, no. Like, the, the pants aren't torn up at all or anything. I was going to um, say, you know, you know Balrog from Street Fighter? It's like that. <laughs> Got a pair of silk shorts, some big gloves. I'm dressed like, dressed like strong bad. Uh, Delilah will set, like, a very, like, delicate hand on Bruno's shoulder. And it's bad. Mm-hmm. Change it once, <laughs> and then look uh, at look Rook, at Rook. Rook goes to their closet, uh, and I was looking at some stuff about the uh, Warforged, mm-hmm. and there's one I think so it might have been from a previous uh, edition, but like it was a 
it's like a mask mm-hmm. version or like they're describing it as having um like an integrated weapon or design. And I think for Rook, because their investigative unit, what has become is a rotating faceplate. Oh, cool. Like different sort of presentations. Yeah, I like and it. so it's, it, they're all very close to what they look like, but it rotates to one with just like a thin mustache. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Excellent. Yeah, it's very like Gomez Adams. Activating yeah. incognito mode. Incognito. <laughs> go, and then he goes, uh, they go to the closet, open it up and pull out uh because I'm not going to lie, a lot of this is um, inspired from Fallout 4, like a silver shroud outfit mm-hmm. and like Gosh. put it with like a nice like little like scarf around the neck and a, like a pinstripe hat. And it's like, oh, we're going to the jazz club, baby. I, I love the idea that like as a Warforged, they can't like change their shoulder sides really a lot or anything. And so all of their suits are zoot suits. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> like the zoot suits. Unless you're and just so like Kim just Kardashian. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, That's right. I read the internet. References. To be good at Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. <laughs> Katie, your grandpa's did it. <laughs> it was. It was so proud. <laughs> It's great. Where's my Worthers? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what were we talking about? Uh, Kanye West, uh, I think. Um, <laughs> okay, so you 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 have you have incognito mode, which is like Absolutely. a different outfit and a yes. mustache, which is good. Yeah. Yes. Now we need to make sure that we have something presentable for Bruno. I have a whole um, sort of disguise closet. Um, just. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I realize now both of my characters have. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. If it ain't uh, broke, don't <laughs> fix it. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that I'd be able to find something uh, more worthy in there. If, if, if Delilah, you would like to take a look and see if anything is up to snuff. Oh my gosh, yes. And because we're on the run and we can't go to like apartments or anything... Can I please say that we have like a briefcase that oh, we brought yeah. in, yeah, and then we yeah. just hit like a hydraulic pedal, and it bloop, 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 well, Vic, out. Yeah, Vic, you have you have a like a disguise kit, so um, oh. yeah. So yeah. I, it's absolutely, and I love the idea that so like Delilah, did you make this this box? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So for it's, my Claire's, it's my my yep. breakdown changing rooms. So yeah, when you when you step on it, it becomes it goes from a chest to like a full like it folds out and extends and stands up. It's got a little vanity built into it. Yes. A little stool pops out and it's got makeup and and like costume pieces and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and there's like and then I hit like the I I press the pump a couple more times and it's a little rusty. I haven't used it in three mm-hmm. years. And then you hear like the dulcet like jazz Mariah Carey music. <laughs> it has a built-in sound system. I love it. <laughs> a little yeah. wax cylinder rotating on one side. Dungeons and Dragons, I do what I fucking I love want. <laughs> Rook slowly closes their closet because they were going to offer an outfit, but it's not going to come there. <laughs> Just slide it back into the shelf. Okay, all right. So, And, and before before Delilah got back, uh, Vic definitely like took the time to update this to the best of Vic's oh, thank fashion you. abilities. Um, what is like good with the times because I'd rather oh. die than Delilah not look fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. And Delilah will still like wrinkle their nose a little bit going through it, but they definitely approve. <laughs> I, I'm like not breathing. I'm so nervous. <laughs> You're like, hmm, a little drab, but I suppose it'll do for one night. 
What are these, 2017 Yeezys? Get out of here. <laughs> so, Vic, I guess you're the... Does anybody else have the disguise kit skill? Is anybody skilled in disguise kit? I don't know. I forgery, but mm-hmm. that's that's not the same. Yeah, if you need to <laughs> forge like fake identities. <laughs> I need these. to forge my right. entire being. Yeah. Um, oh, I have jeweler's tools. Oh, that's actually... Yes. That's a good idea to maybe forge some... If they ask for like identification on the way in or something, uh-huh. yeah, I, I do. I do have a disguise kit. <gasps> Perfect. Okay. All right. So is Vic- it the hat? <laughs> um, it's a hat that has glasses uh, and a nose attached. <laughs> Yeah, I put on my Groucho Marx disguise. Yeah, good. You can see the wires and it like smooths back. I I have a face like that and it like rotates real fast. So, uh, Vic and Bruno, you can you can work together to to disguise. Um, now, are you Vic? Are you? Is this just a Bruno makeover? Is this the like the scene from Beauty and the Beast where they try to make the Beast look like presentable? Um, or are you going to disguise just, everybody else too? Um, well, I, I guess that's um, sort of the Lila sort of thing. Are you wanting to make a statement? Are you wanting to go incognito? What are you sort of feeling? Vic, you know my entire existence is a statement. Let's live <laughs> it up tonight. I hope that was what you were going to say. <laughs> yes. Vic just running around with a measuring tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever idea. adventure you guys had planned... It's just this a, is it now. <laughs> I want a montage of outfits now. Yeah, it's clearly, you know, we can't, we can't, despite the fact that it's not at all a film noir tradition, we have to have the like 80s pre-prom, like Bruno comes out of the dressing room wearing one outfit, goes away, comes back, throw in some novelty outfits. Yes. Yeah, Bruno in a nurse's uniform. Yes. Bruno dressed like a clown. This is the mask. Delilah like. doing the thumbs up and the thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. And Delilah will thumbs down all of them but with slight hesitation on some of them so and for, you know and for some reason like that it. for some reason Vic is played by Nathan Lane in this yeah. scene um, yeah. some- <laughs> Rook was playing aha from the chest throughout the entire moment <laughs> perfect good well Vic could just changeling into Nathan Lane yeah literally yeah. just <laughs> yeah, with like with like a greasy middle part yeah yeah <laughs> yes. I love it yeah yes. yeah that's great um, okay, so what is your talk, talk to me about your your intent here, Vic? Do you want to make Bruno look just like anyone who isn't Bruno, or is there like a specific thing you're going for? No, if I think Delilah, if Delilah's going to make a statement that I'm going for people who look cool enough to be associated with Delilah, ah, so you're gonna dress everybody up to look like. Okay. And so what's yeah. the what's the vibe? Is it going to be like uh, a noble and her rich friends? Is it going to be like dangerous criminals? Like what what kind of vibe are you putting out with these these out mm-hmm. this outfit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is the does it, does the words black widow work for you? <laughs> <laughs> but like not not like adventure style, but just like the con- <laughs> like, right. So everybody, yeah, I was yes. everybody is dressed. Everybody is dressed up like uh, award winning. Every single uh, one of us is a femme fatale. Yeah, everybody's yeah. dressed up like a uh, award award winning Asian actress, Scarlett Johansson. Um, mm-hmm. I swear, did you say Asian actress? Quit right now! I will quit. It almost said, I really almost slipped out of the radar. I was like, hold up. 
<laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that we can all cancel Adam together. Well, because you said award-winning Asian actress, and I was like, oh hell yeah, it's going to be either Lucy Liu or like Zhang Ziyi. Yeah, like, yeah, like like yeah. Lucy Liu from Charlie's Angels, that yes. specific. And then you said Charlie Scarlett Johansson. I swear to God. Yeah. So so I mean, yes, you can all be you can all be them fatals if you like. That's that's a way yes, to do it. Them right? fatals. Where everyone is just like really kind of like intimidating and and alluring uh i'm i'm down for that if it's just like we all just want to look as cool as possible because i think the the angle there would be like mysterious strangers right like i guess hot and dangerous yeah how, how do you want you can give me give me some like flavor basically how do you want the average person who sees you to react what do you want them to think and feel I want them to be okay with robbing a bank with us if we ask them. And if we turned over and said, I have to kill you now, they will gladly put the gun to their own head. (laughs) I'm hearing horny, scared, and devoted. Yes. (laughs) So you just want everyone to be Vic. Horny and scared. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just desperate to please you and terrified all the time. Yeah, it's my specialty. Okay, all right. So Vic, Vic understands this. It's like, how can I make everyone make me feel like Delilah makes me feel every day? <laughs> good, good. You have some it, personal connection. My, to that. my fashions are a love letter at this point to Delilah himself, <laughs> <laughs> and Delilah will continue to leave you on red. But mm-hmm. appreciate. But Vic, Vic likes it. It's fine. Um, okay, so let me let me make a note here. So disguise. As I love that you're literally Dungeons and Dragons player characters, which are the most dangerous, like badass things that exist in the universe. But you're disguising yourselves as cooler versions of that. Yeah, <laughs> adventurers are boring. You know what's cool? Influencers. <laughs> all right. We- yes. <laughs> good. Good stuff. Good. Good. Uh, okay. All right. So let's let's have you make that role. So Vic, it sounds like you're doing you're doing the primary job. Bruno, how are you? How are you helping? What is what is Bruno's role in this? Because Vic Vic falls into this role naturally. Vic does this for themselves all the time, and it's just doing this for for other people. But for Bruno, what's your what's your contribution to Operation Makeover? Yeah, I th- I, I think as far as uh, Bruno is concerned, since Delilah kind of wants to make a scene as uh, as themselves and like show up, uh, and also Rook can handle a disguise on their own, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and Vic can changeling. Bruno's gonna really focus on themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. uh, just I think uh, pr- predominantly trying to get the. Um, what what's what the difference is going to be it's not a disguise kit in the sense of like i'm going to change my appearance so much yeah. as like i'm going to be taking the time to like re reshape like how i walk and how i'm i'm like holding myself so it's not because i I've, yeah. I've looked looked and felt when i walk into a room a, a specific way for my entire life mm-hmm. and now um and people expect that and and have been around me enough to know like what i look like just from my my like shoulders my stature that yeah kind of thing. So, yeah yeah so this is more of going to be like an internal disguise kit kind of thing you know right i like it well and it's it's easy to forget too that like bruno uh is uh both a fighter and a professional like a show fighter like a boxer who fights for an audience or did and so you have a, a sense of like those kinds of things like the way you move and how to use your body to convey things because you're not you're not a um 
uh, an orator. You don't like deliver speeches. You're not an actor in that sense. So for you, it is. Yeah, it's all body acting. So that totally makes sense that you would like change the way that you walk and uh, and how you hold yourself. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Vic, let's have you let's have you make that roll. Make a make a roll with your your kit with um, with advantage. Okay, I can't. I literally can't do worse than last time. So here we go. Here we go, everyone. <laughs> good. That's good. You rolled a five, um, but you have a plus six, so that's good for you. Eleven. Okay. I, I guess I have it. Do I need to meet with someone from Roll Twenty? <laughs> <laughs> Is my IP just like cursed? <laughs> Reverse the curse on my IP address, please. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Some shows have producers that like run breaks and like do music and stuff. We have someone at Roll20 who's just like, I have decided Katie May will fail this role. Here you go. <laughs> so I'm just serving up numbers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, an 11 isn't it's not bad. It's just it's very average. You don't have you don't have the maybe the material you need to make everyone look like totally different. Um but at a glance, hopefully everyone will be looking at Delilah anyway. And the three and people will be like, oh, it's Delilah and three people I don't recognize that are kind of like tough and cool looking. But if Delilah leaves the room or any of you get cornered on your own, the disguises will probably fall apart. Right. Like as long as there's something attracting attention away from you, then then the outfits and the behavior changes and stuff that'll hold. Uh, it'll give you basically you've got you've got a brief amount of time. There'll be a, a clock ticking until someone recognizes you. But that initial impression will be very strong and very like Delilah and Delilah's tough new friends. All so right. Like, I hate to say this, but do not make me look bad in front of the band. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't even know like what do I will not I, what, okay. make me look bad in front of the band <laughs> again i just don't know i don't know what i would do that would make you look bad but i should i be on the lookout for something or uh... look daddy the way that it goes in the club is it's jazz it's improv it's moves it's fluid and sometimes you play a sour note and dissonance isn't always a bad thing that's the nice thing about jazz and life it all comes together in the right ways <laughs> But if we're not a band, then we're just a bunch of fools trying to make some sound. I reach towards the red book and then <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't realize I didn't realize that at some point Rook became the main character from the B movie. Um, that's exciting uh, that that happened. It is getting a little Seinfeldish. What's the deal with Emeron? Uh, <laughs> a B run. No, sorry. I'm sorry. I made that joke. Uh, yeah, Delilah will insist that all of the outfits incorporate a red feather, mm-hmm. um, just so that everybody knows where to get them. <laughs> Got accessories and the yeah. cap. I like it. It's in my pocket square. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be in Delilah's fascinator. So, Vic, you have the easiest time of it because nobody. Well, a nobody really knows what you look like, and b you don't really look like anything. Um, yeah, so, I just turned into something else. Yeah. yeah. So, what is what is Vic when you you you're the is it the first or the last thing you put on? Like, do you change your shape and then dress it, or do you get dressed first and then fill out the I outfit get, by changing your shape? I, 
I think I get dressed first. I think that's the first thing. And then I let the look inspire the face. Yeah. Right. So you, you come up with the outfit and then you're like, who would wear this? Right. What is the, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the final touch, right? Is Vic shape shifting into this other form. So what does Vic, what does Vic look like? I actually try to match Bruno as in close as like stature. Oh, I see. Right. To be like another heavy that that'll get attention away from Bruno. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. It has one brain cell. (laughs) They used it for this situation. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Okay. All right. Um, Good. So everybody, everybody gets dressed up like Delilah's do heavies. Uh, Is there any other preparation any other things that you want to do uh before you uh before you you head over there um obviously hide my weapons that that are needed inside my trench coat uh, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you something in my inventory yeah. there i have a hundred ball bearings yes is that like just like in a bat like a marble <laughs> yes it's or it's is a, that like i didn't know if like yeah. internally like, it's no yeah, it's yeah. a bag it's a bag of ball bearings uh it's okay. part of one of the preset like adventuring kits i think I the it. idea is that you throw it on the ground when people are chasing yeah. you and they'll trip down be, yeah. no, 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 no. like caltrips yeah. i was thinking about it in that exact same moment i was like oh yeah just make sure i have the yeah i'm set for sure and all I have is a little bag of sand. That still makes no sense to me. No, sand is great. Sand <laughs> is for like, uh, you ever, yeah, it's like in Indiana Jones where he throws it to see the bridge or like you can throw it. Oh. Well, if you think there's something invisible in the room, you can huck it in the room and see what it hits. You can I'm, use it to, to steal an item. You can use yeah, it to that's true. unseen yeah. servant. Idle, you can flip it. Yeah, unseen servant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, sand is useful. Hidden okay, doors. I'm wrong. I will issue my apology on Twitter later. You can use it to soak up like <laughs> Sorry, bodily fluids. Like if somebody bleeds on the floor or Ooh. vomits, I guess we you could. could wow. We could like cauterize a wound with glass with that sand. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So many exciting uses for sand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by the American Sand Corporation. Sand. It's more useful than you think. Is and it we sand have it in or Kentucky is it silica? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Because if it's silica, then it doesn't transfer heat the same way that regular sand does. And you could put it on a fire to put it out. I'm pretty sure it's just regular sand, unfortunately. Okay. Well, yeah. I just wanted me cool. <laughs> silica is cooler than sand, but this is regular sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rude. No, I don't do anything before we go. <laughs> You're good to go. It's like, crack your knuckles a couple of times. So let's go. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, did I know that the, the, artillerist pew is yeah. not a permanent item and that I do. I need to remake it every day. Don't I? I, I think you can, you can let me, let me read the ability again. Cause it is, it is a brand new thing. And, and yeah. so nobody knows how it works yet. If that's, if that's the case where like it goes away during like a, a long rest or something, it really doesn't stay for any. Uh, okay. Right? So you have a couple of things. You, you have this infuse item ability where you can imbue mundane items. I'm going to just try to here. Let's put it in the chat. It's huge. Um, so you can you can infuse an item. You have, I think, uh, enhanced weapon, enhanced defense, enhanced arcane focus, and okay. replicate magic item. Um, oh, you're the one who's opening. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm messing around with your character sheet. I thought 
I, I was like, it's a ghost. <laughs> you can, yeah. So you summon it with an action and then you can change it out whenever you want to do different stuff. Uh, and it lasts uh, a certain amount of time. And then the same with your infusions. Um, okay. You can, um, whenever you finish a long rest, you can imbue something with uh, one of your infusion abilities. Um, okay. What about my Eldritch Cannon? How long does that? I think last? it lasts an hour. When you, uh, okay. when you summon it. Uh, how long did it take me to make it? Was it an action? Zero amount of time. Yeah, less than six seconds. You just go and it appears. And it's either a force ballista, a protector, or a flamethrower. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this one won't be a flamethrower because I'm a monster. And also uh, the spells yes. that I took were Firebolt, Ray of Frost, and Magic Missile. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You're going to go get in trouble in an enclosed space. A flamethrower sounds like just the exact right thing to bring with you. I don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> At least you're not going to the library. I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm roll insight to give a shit about the library. <laughs> I don't think you have to roll. I think you can just choose not to I give a sure shit. I sure don't. <laughs> so Reaction, you, don't give a shit. You can, uh, you can, um, do you want to imbue anybody else's stuff with uh, with your arcane infusions? You can you can pick one of your infusions and you could oh. imbue an item with it. So yeah. like uh, somebody's weapon could get a plus one. Um, somebody's think, armor could get a bonus. Uh, who's the person who tells um, uh, Delilah that a flamethrower in the nightclub is a bad idea? Because I feel like someone says it. I would never say no to you. So it's almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I, I feel like any, anybody who thinks of it probably wouldn't be willing to say it out loud to you. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, oh. I suppose I, I'm trying to think because uh, Bruno might like think of it because it's uh Bruno knows like a lot about fighting and would be like, I don't think that's a good, I, like, I think, I think offhandedly you like, if you bring it up, you're like, are you like taking it out and you're making it? And Bruno's yeah. like a flamethrower in it. In a like crowded, like tight spit. Okay, whatever. Fine. You think you could do better, and then Delilah will infuse Bruno's uh, knuckle dusters. Nice. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. oh I thought this was going to be a bad thing. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, and also whenever whenever um, Delilah is doing things where it's like adding the flamethrower like ammo, it's like a little perfume bottle. Nice. Mm. Nice. Okay. So one of your, one of your, uh, one of your knuckle dusters, Bruno, righty or lefty, it doesn't matter, uh, gets a plus one bonus to attack and damage. And what does that, what does that look like, Delilah? Is it like a, um, like you said, there's a, like, is it a a spray on like coating that makes it more resilient or do you add spikes or like, what do you, what do you do? Cause you have to tinker with it for uh, a short period of time. Uh, yeah. Delilah will tinker with it. Um, while, uh, Bruno is getting a makeover uh-huh. and will essentially take like a bottle of nail polish and put a clear coat on them to make them more durable uh-huh. um, and then hand them back and hopefully if you use these correctly we won't have to resort to the flamethrower <laughs> I, I think uh, I, when Bruno gets them back like lingers on like grabbing them out of uh, Delilah's hands for a minute and then like just has a big smile and, and kind of raises an eyebrow at them there's there's also like a smile but it's like I expected you to find this more annoying <laughs> fine and when you pick them up if you turn them in the light there's like iridescent glitter on them 
Yes. Oh, that's a little more annoying. No. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't match my aesthetic at all. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yep, I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, you would have, Bruno, you would have had somebody uh, back in the day, you would have had somebody who was like your gear manager who probably would have been a, like a minor uh, artificer who would have like given you like, he's like, here's your special gloves for the fight, Bruno. Like, you're used to getting kind of like this kind of treatment from people. So yeah, that's cool. And there probably was a lot of like, don't ask questions. Just shut up and put them on, go get in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So you, Delilah, you have your, uh, you have your weapon, uh, prepared. You've done your, your infusion. Um, so I guess the, the, the only thing before setting out is like, what, what is the plan? Like, you're going to go to this, uh, you're going to go to this place. Are you showing up to intimidate the baby into backing off? Is this here? Are you here for a confrontation? Are you here to just like kill a bunch of night street gangsters and take over? Like, what is, what is this interaction going to look like if it goes exactly according to plan? Uh, Delilah, what do you want it to look like? I think that, that, that yeah, like I, I think well, I think I, we I should all just Delilah. go ahead and admit We're, that we wanted a nightclub scene and we didn't really think it through. Rook knew exactly what was going to happen. He's they're gonna become a like manager of this band because they unfortunately have Lit no band. heart and the band the band like the the, the Saint Fernatra's duo you know and Dino Martin yeah I think I think uh, Delilah's Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. he's there he's there <laughs> Sammy Davis Warforged yeah Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I and particularly for um Rook at this point is if they know that they're already involved with Delilah and uh, the gang already knows that Rook is meeting and has crossed them in the past. At this point, it's about just making a statement and not being scared. It is. And I think, yeah. And I think like for that is showing up and responding to how mm -hmm. they react to our presence. Yeah. It's very much a, in Delilah's mind, it's a, Oh, everybody knows we're hanging out. Then I'm just going to show up and be like, I don't care that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not hiding. Yeah. 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 Nice. So it's just, it's a showdown. You just like yeah. show up to prove yeah. to them. Like, yeah, I'm here and I'm not afraid of you. Okay. Cool. Also jazz should be unperverted by the gang. And that's, that's <laughs> Rook's main mission <laughs> there for the beauty of the tunes. That's right. Everybody, everybody else has yeah. their own stuff in mind, but, but Rook, Rook is here to fight for jazz. <laughs> the, the concept just I, if we don't if we don't have a duke silver-esque like <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, I'm also Showdown. his arm pops out uh, their arm pops out and it's a flute and just plays oh yeah, good yeah. good excellent yas flute <laughs> <laughs> perfect all right so everybody's all geared up looking tough uh and you and sexy. Uh, you are ready to uh, you're ready to roll so you you head out uh into uh, head out into the rain uh on your way uh, to the polished pram, uh, which we will we will check out after the break. So we're gonna take a short break here, and when we get back, uh, we will we will take a look at all the baby hath wrought uh, with their fancy Eberron nightclub, the polished pram. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 